Welcome to the PokesCast. I'm Ryan Thorburn of the Casper Star Tribune, covering Wyoming football and other sports for Trib.com. You can follow me on Twitter at by underscore Ryan Thorburn. Gags, happy new year. How are you doing? Happy new year, Ryan. I'm doing great. I hope you and your family had a nice Christmas and were able to spend a little downtime, although there's not a lot of downtime this time of year with obviously a bowl game. Talked recruiting last week, conference play started with basketball. So I don't know if there's ever downtime for sports writers anymore, Ryan, um, but I hope you did enjoy a little bit leading up to this bowl game tomorrow. Yes, I had a, a great holiday. We did not get a Christmas tree this year, which is probably a first in my lifetime because we we're kind of redoing a house in Laramie. But next year, I'm going to be going up to Medicine Bow National Forest probably the day after Thanksgiving to make up for it and get one. So but it was a it was a good first year back, uh, first holiday back in Wyoming, and uh, now I'm in Tucson, which is about you know, eighty degrees warmer than the last time I talked to you when I was in Laramie. Yeah, you know it's it's funny. I was on a Zoom call with some of my family members uh, the day after, two days after Christmas, and you know they knew about the cold weather, and you know they're scattered around the country, and they said, "Well, is your weather still crazy?" And I go, "Well, no, not really. It's you know." It's close to 60 degrees, and I'm like, wait a minute. It was almost 60 below zero with the wind chill a week ago. So, yeah, no, the weather is crazy. So, But I'm glad you're enjoying some good weather down there, and uh, hopefully the good weather is an omen for maybe a, a good game by the Pokes. Yeah, so obviously I'm here for the Arizona Bowl, Wyoming against Ohio, another Mountain West MAC game. We had that last year in the Potato Bowl with Wyoming against Kent State. Uh, it's kind of an interesting matchup. Uh, Craig Bull is friends with Ohio's coach, uh, Tim Albin. They were together at Nebraska, and they were both eventually let go by Nebraska. Uh, uh, there's a, I have a story about their relationship at Trib.com, but you know, Nebraska over the last 20 years has, has said goodbye to a lot of coaches. So it's they're in a an exclu- in a, a non-exclusive club, really. And uh, Craig kind of. Uh, picked Alvin's spirits up and hired him at North Dakota State. And all these years later, here they are facing off in a bowl game. So it'll be interest, interesting to see, you know, with them knowing each other so well, how the game plans go, especially with some key players out on both sides. Yeah, it's 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 interesting as you look into this matchup, Ryan, as, as you just said it, you know, you know how, how is it going to play out with, with a lot of key players out? Obviously, we know about you know, Wyoming, we've talked about the Cowboys, you know, where, you know, who's going to play running back. I know you've been down there. I don't think there's, you know, Craig Bull still pretty, keeping pretty close to the vest about who's going to play running back. You know, there's, you know, who's who's going to be a wide receiver, who's going to catch, you know, the majority of the passes or when they throw. You know, for Ohio, I don't know if there's necessarily a mystery of who's going to play in the game, but they're back, they're down to a backup quarterback where their starter was 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 lights out and this backup has shown some signs but has also shown signs of struggle but there's other very good players around him that you know the quarterback doesn't have to do everything by himself so it's it's very interesting just to see who's you're right who's going to play and and obviously who's going to step up in in, in any bowl game you just never know when you know you go to these games hopefully it's for the players it's, it's supposed to be a good experience for them and the coaches and the programs but I think a lot of it Ryan when it comes down to it it comes down to want to you know, and uh, that'll be a very interesting aspect to watch, you know, tomorrow and in a lot of these bowl games, even the bowl games that are going on now, the bowl games that have already been played to this point. So I don't think you need to get into the want to in the college football playoff or anything like that. 
but you know, I'm always interested about that. But you know, lots of things I'm intrigued about with the pokes tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, a lot of bowl games are known for the opt-outs where players choose not to play in the game to either to get ready for the NFL draft or maybe to pursue other opportunities in the portal. This game has two involuntary opt-outs that are huge. Obviously, Titus Swin was kicked off the team by Craig Bowl after the regular season finale. You know, if he was still on the team, obviously he would be the featured offensive player in this game for Wyoming. Uh, based on their you know normal style of play. And then uh, you touched on it, Ohio quarterback Curtis Rourke is, was the MAC Offensive Player of the Year and re- was leading the nation in passing uh, before tearing an ACL in their uh, penultimate regular season game. I mean, he had pe- completed 69% of his passes uh, for 3,200 yards, 25 touchdowns, four only four interceptions uh, before getting – injured you know near the end of the season so uh, now they have a red red shirt freshman cj harris in there who's you know that that's that kind of evens the playing field there you know the star running back and the star quarterback are out Uh, i think both teams feel good that they'll have suitable replacements but uh, it certainly balances things out i think wyoming now you know, doesn't have to get into a shootout, which would maybe be problematic for them. If work were playing, that would be a, a really dangerous quarterback to face. Yeah, that's the exactly. I don't think Wyoming wants to get in a shootout with anyone, not based how they're not how they're built, uh, especially not with the the lack of weapons, so to speak, that they have. At least what we see on, on paper. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see. You know, I'm really intrigued, Ryan. Obviously, who's going to run the ball? And like we've talked about, I'm not sure. If it matters who runs it, I think Wyoming is going to run it. You know, I don't think they're going to alter their their run game schemes. This is, you know, they're not they're not reinventing the wheel just for a bowl game. Whoever runs it, if there's one guy, two guys, four guys, whatever, they're going to run the ball like they run it. You know, obviously, I'm intrigued who it's going to be, how they look. You know, what's that going to look like? You know, and who they're going to throw it to. Also curious on defense, Ryan. You know, I don't now. You can I'll ask you this: Is Cole Goodbow going to play in this game? I know he's been out for a while. They played without him for a long time. Is he going to be available for this game? It sounds like he is. I went to practice uh, yesterday, which was uh, Wednesday. And, uh, you know, we only get to view the first 10 minutes where they're really just stretching and and goofing around. Not goofing around, but, you know, they're not running plays that they're going to run in the game at that point. But Cole got off the bus. And I tell you what, he looks like a first-round NFL draft pick getting off a bus and I think he was headed to the NFL before his injury, which cost him the last six games of the regular season. From what I understand, he's going to play in the Arizona Bowl, and he's also planning to come back to Wyoming next year, which is huge for this defense. This is a guy, if that all happens next year and he stays healthy, I think will be a first-team All-Mountain West player alongside Jordan Bertinoli, who you know is coming back and is also playing in this game. So I think that's a huge boost you know, we've talked a lot about the portal losses and Titus Swin loss, but getting those two back on this defense, which also has Gavin Meyer in that rotation, you know, they have Devon Harris, one of the breakout stars in the Mountain West, a defensive end, uh, Braden Siders at another defensive end spot now with Olu Omotosho gone, you know, he'll get even more play. Factor in Easton Gibbs, who really had a great season considering the shoes he was filling. This defense could really 
they need this defense probably to win this game and set the tone for next year when they could have a really special defense. Absolutely. You know, it's 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 really great to see, you know, good Bo back. I thought he was playing at an all-conference level before he got hurt. Um, I'm also curious about, you know, Cam Stone is is now gone. He was kind of, well, he was a starting cornerback. I don't know, would you consider him uh, saying he was a lockdown cornerback? But he was kind of their, their lockdown guy. You know, I guess you could, that's a loose term anymore in this day and age. But, you know, I know there's other guys. I'll be curious who steps up there. You know, because even though Ohio has a backup quarterback, and I don't think they want to throw the ball 40 or 50 times with this kid, with the Harris kid, but they still got weapons. You know, how's that going to be? And granted, you get pressure up front, that that takes a lot of pressure off your secondary. So, you know, I think a lot of teams, Ryan, in in, in bowl games like this, it's, it is kind of a precursor. It's kind of like the start of the next season. You know, now if win, lose, or whatever – it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you know one thing or another for next season, but it sure is nice when you if you can play well, you know, and kind of set a tone and not just you know curious for this defense. You went over that, but in particular for me, it's 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 Andrew Peasley. You know, the the this kid's gone through a lot of ups and downs in his first season in Laramie. You know, he's had injury issues, he's had you know struggles, you know, on the, you know production struggles, but he's also shown some signs, and and I would think. I would like to think he's probably as healthy as he's been since maybe early in the season with some of this rest. At least I would hope so, you know, and I know these guys ran, as we talked throughout the season, the, the guys on this team seem to love, love, love Andrew. I mean, he's a natural leader. you like to see that obviously in your quarterback, but that's always kind of a nerd. I mean, your, your quarterback's always kind of a leader in, in a way. I would really like to see Peasley play well and really set the tone for him and maybe this entire offense going into the offseason. And hopefully with this time off, a little time to rest, heal, some bold practice. I'll be curious to see how Andrew Peasley responds to this. My bold prediction for this game is that Wyoming leans on Peasley and the passing game and passes a lot more than normal in this game. That's my prediction. Uh, Ohio is, you know, the second to last nationally in passing yards allowed. They're very vulnerable through the air. And you know, with Wyoming's running back situation down to, you know, a couple of questionable freshmen, I really think they're putting this on Peasley's shoulders. I think, you know, I watched the game when I was actually in LA for the Rose Bowl uh, at a sports bar, but I just recall the Arizona Bowl three years ago, they turned Levi Williams loose more than a normal Wyoming quarterback where he was able to throw three touchdown passes and kind of they hoped set the tone for 2020. Obviously we know what happened mm -hmm. with the pandemic, but I think it'll be a similar thing. I think they're going to want to get Peasley some confidence. And this is a team where Peasley could gain a lot of confidence, even though Joshua Cobbs isn't there. It sounds like they're getting Trayton Welch back who is probably Peasley's favorite target. So I just see a lot of, uh, you know, 15 yard passes to, to Welch and maybe Jackson Marcotte and some other guys and move the sticks and, and use the pass to set up a running game. If they could get a lead and then throw Jordan Vaughn out there, for example, the redshirt freshman who's about 245 pounds and then start pounding away. I think that would be a, a good recipe for success on offense. I would, I would think so, Ryan, uh, you know, that makes a lot of sense. That sounds odd though. I mean, just what you said, what you said makes sense, but don't you admit that based on how this season's gone and really Craig Bowles MO as, as a football coach set up the run with the pass. I mean, that just, that's, that's almost like mine, my mind's about ready to explode. <laughs> 
hearing that, but but it makes complete sense. I wouldn't be surprised. I have a, I would have a hard time believing that the coaching staff would put a lot of pressure on whether it's you know the Richardson kid, the Vaughn kid, or whoever's at running back. Even if it's like Parker Christensen, who's kind of that fullback kind of utility guy. You know, I have a hard time believing they're going to put a lot of lot of pressure on those on on what they have available at running back right now to do that. So, but just to think, oh, they're gonna they're gonna pass to set up the run. And we're talking Wyoming football. That's that's that blows my mind. But we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But it, it makes a, it makes a hundred percent sense for them to do that. Yeah, I tried several times in a number of different ways to get Craig Bull to give some insight on who is available at running back. And you know, he was good natured about it. You know, I even mentioned to him that L.J. Richardson was on my flight due to Southwest Airlines travel issues for him, so he was a couple days late, which can't be good if he was going to be the primary guy. Um, and Craig just kind of laughed that off and said, well, that's the situation we're in. I would think it would be Jordan Vaughn um, just because he's been in the program for two seasons. Now he's a redshirt freshman. Um, you kind of wonder why he wasn't able to crack the lineup over, you know, a Joey Brosh, for example. Mm-hmm. I think he's a talented kid. I just think it's taking him a while to figure it out. Maybe he's got it figured out now and is, and is ready to to run with it, literally run with it this time. Um, so that'll be interesting. Our, our Parker Christensen theory is out the window. I believe that during the uh, the stretch the other day, he was not dressed out for practice. So it appears he is still dealing with an injury that that kept him out of the Fresno State game. So that would have been fun to see the old Sheridan Bronk uh, toting the rock again. But it, my guess it's going to be uh, a Peasley Air Show, uh, at least as much as Wyoming's willing to put on an air show and then uh, Jordan Vaughn, I think has to be RB one. And then, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week, Ryan, but you mentioned, Oh, Joshua Cobbs, you know, that's great news. Trayton Welsh is back. We've seen Wyoming throw the tight ends, you know, I think Alex Brown should be available, but who else? I know Will Pellisier and Wyatt Wielander have been kind of go-to guys when they've been, when they've been in the lineup for, for wide receivers, but you get a sense of maybe some other receivers, I don't know. I'm not saying like some unknown's going to catch ten passes or anything, but is there any other guys you're kind of getting an inkling of that may we may just at least see more on the field that maybe we haven't so far this season? Yeah, I mean, Bull gave some injury updates in terms of defensive guys, noting that Goodbo was probably a go, Bertnoli, that sort of thing. He didn't really update the offense. I don't know if they're just trying to keep everything secret or not. Uh, so I don't know if Pelissier is completely back yet or. Um, uh, what's going on at receiver with Alex Brown. Obviously, the the border war hero was out in the Fresno State game. You'd hope he could come back and kind of build off that Colorado State game a little bit more. Um, but definitely, you know, I, I think Peasley has demonstrated that he has a lot of trust uh, in, in the tight ends, especially Welch. And, uh, you know, so I just think uh, – that's kind of his bread and butter. They're probably going to stick with that. Well, Robert, should we pick this game or what? I think we are both four and two in Mountain West bowl picks. You know, I had uh, San Diego State and the Aztecs had a disappointing performance in the Hawaii Bowl. And you had Utah State, who was mauled by Memphis. I got to wonder, just a quick aside here, what Levi Williams is thinking right now. He won two bowls at Wyoming, 
he would have been Wyoming's starters starter this season and in another bowl game, presumably. You know, I watched that Utah State game. Laga went down with a concussion. He didn't look good before that. Uh, Bishop was number two in the freshman. He was terrible. And then they throw Levi in there when the game is over the last possession and he throws a pick. Man, that's that's I hate to second guess guys that go in the portal, but I, I think Levi Williams made a huge mistake from a football standpoint going to Utah State. Well, from a football standpoint, it certainly looks that way. You know, I know he has a girlfriend is what a volleyball player at Utah State or goes at least goes to Utah State. So I'm sure that was a factor as well. But Certainly from a distance, Ryan, from a football distance, yeah, it doesn't look like, you know, I think this is also an example of where maybe the grass isn't always greener, you know, in, in the life of the of the transfer portal. Again, it's all from a surface, all from an observance standpoint. We're not, you know, I hope I hope Levi's happy. I hope things are going well for him. But yeah, from from just a football standpoint, looking at, you know, successes and playing time and depth charts and stuff, no, it's not looking like it's it's going that well, but we'll It'd be interesting what the offseason's like and 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 what what's there. But you're right, you know, just from a pure football observation standpoint, it doesn't look like it was the the, the best move for him. Yeah, and you mentioned Cam Stone earlier. I mean, I think he's a guy that thought he would get in there and get some Power Five offers, and that did not transpire. Now he's going to Hawaii. That's great. You get to live on the beach or whatever. But I think Wyoming is very confident that they will. You know, return Ja'Cory Hawkins and Harrell to experienced Power 5 guys and then add to that in the portal and upgrade there. So uh, I'm very interest, interested to see that because I think Wyoming is confident that they can up, upgrade over Cam Stone, who, you know, Craig Bull always uses the word, this is an emerging football team. I think Stone was an emerging player, but I don't think he was ready to move up to Power 5. So that's Another curious move there in the portal. Now, a lot of these guys, you know, especially the guys we saw last year, jumped in there and you're like, oh, what are they doing? And then they end up at power fives and in good situations, uh, especially, you know, CJ Colden and Hearn and and Valaday and, uh, you know, the list went mm -hmm. on last year. But this year it's a little shaky. I think the Wyoming guys in the portal, uh, I think they're probably a little bit nervous. It might work out. It might not. We'll see. So. Um, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, the, I mentioned the, uh, involuntary opt-outs and Wyoming has, you know, Cobbs and some other voluntary opt-outs. But I think when you look at this matchup, it's very close. I think Vegas has made Ohio a two and a half point favorite, mostly because of the uncertainty at running back for Wyoming, which is their go-to bread and butter offense. But, uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I really do. And uh, uh, I'm going to just go ahead and pick Wyoming. I think Bowles' track record in Bowles is maybe his main legacy here at Wyoming, other than, you know, developing good players that turn into NFL players or Wyoming kids that turn into starters. I think one of his strengths is getting Wyoming two bowls and winning those bowl games. This would be four in a row if they can do it which would tie the program record dating back to the glory days. You know what, Ryan? I I really do like, I agree. I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game. I don't see it being an overly high-scoring game. Um, I want to take the under if, if you're into that. But just my gut's telling me Ohio. Not, you know, I think they, they, they win a close one. Maybe it's by a field goal. Maybe it's by a touchdown. I think 
you know, even though they lost the starting quarterback, they still got a lot of other certain pieces in place where Wyoming maybe doesn't have quite as many. You know, you mentioned the running back, but then also receiver. You know, what are we going to see? You know, if if Goodbow's back, that certainly is a huge piece for that defense. But then what about, you know, other other pieces in the secondary? I just think, you know, there's more proven pieces for Ohio right now. And it's not like the backup quarterback's not played. He's played in a couple games. So, you know, yeah, it's a considerable step down from Rourke. I just think Ohio's a little bit more complete right now. Um, I'm certainly not surprised if Wyoming wins it. And, you know, my, you know, I can be a fan now. Of course I'm going to be cheering for Wyoming. But I think Ohio gets it. I think if they're given given points in this, I'm going to take those points and go that. But, you know, I'm pulling for Wyoming, but I'm going to pick Ohio to cover at least. Yeah, I think uh, if you're a Wyoming fan, I think with the Goodbow news and the Bertinoli news, and then with obviously they have a very experienced offensive line at Wyoming, I think there's a chance they could win the line of scrimmage on both sides, and they'll have to. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's weakness on strength when you're looking at you know Wyoming's offense against um, you know it's weakness on weakness, I should say. Wyoming's passing game against their passing defense. And strength on strength, Wyoming's defense is shaping up to be a good one, and and Ohio's offense was terrific this year. Now it's it's skewing down because of the Rourke inter, you know injury, but statistically they are lights out on offense. So um, it'll be interesting which uh, which side of the ball takes advantage of those even matchups. You know, weakness on weakness, strength on strength. Maybe it comes down to a, a John Hoyland field goal. We'll see. And like we said, we you know we mentioned this in like with before the border war in a lot of games, not just you know what a John Hoylan kick, which you know you like your chances if it comes down to that, but just anything on special teams, you know, a block field goal, a block punt, good punt coverage, a big return, flip the field, things like that. You know, when you have a lot of you know interesting matchups or possibly even matchups on paper, you know, a lot of times special teams, especially in bowl games, you know, you get these extra practices. Hopefully they're working on special team scenarios. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure both teams are, but special teams could come down to it. And special teams could, you know, end up making the difference in a game like this. Yeah. Before uh, I get you out of here. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably um, decent at technology. Uh, this game is not on ESPN. It's not on Fox. It's on barstool.tv. It's the barstool Arizona Bowl Barstool is a wildly popular, uh, you know, digital media company, social media platforms everywhere. Um, you know, Portnoy and Big Cat and all those guys will be doing the game. I'm curious, you know, I won't be watching the stream live. I, maybe I'll watch it at a later date, but it'll be inter- interesting to see how those guys handle, you know, doing a bowl game. You know, they're sports guys, they're comedians, they're business guys. You know, will it all all be fun and games and jokes or will they have, you know, detailed analysis of of the two teams? Either way you slice it, it's a different kind of exposure for Wyoming football and and they're embracing it. I I don't know if you've watched, you know, some of the Barstool content with Peasley and Gibbs and Crum and some of those guys, but it's it's highly entertaining and it's going to get, you know, Bowl always says ride for the brand. Well, now a, a younger generation of of sports fans around the country is going to be introduced to Miami football. It's kind of interesting. Interesting, you know, and, uh, you know, I think for a lot of Wyoming, well, not everyone, you know, I'm even not that great in the technology. I'm going to try to to get this and we'll see how that works. Luckily my, my fiance is much better with the tech stuff than I am. So, 
there's a there's a good chance we'll be able to get it. But uh, you know, I hope you know fans are able to to you know to see it uh, that aren't there. It sounds like they're going to have a decent amount of people there, Ryan. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't think in this day and age to expose your program to new mediums like this, I don't think it can ever be a bad thing. Um, I don't know how it's going to work out, if it's going to have an impact or what. I, I don't I don't know, but I don't think in this day and age it, it never hurts to be able to expose your program on different mediums in, in this day and age. Yeah, and like I told my mom and, and my wife, like all you have to do if you have a smart TV is search for Barstool and it's a free download of the app and and – 2:30 p.m. on Friday. There you go. It's 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 the new way of the world, and you know you can also watch it obviously on your phone or your iPad or whatever you want to do. So uh, it'll be. I'm curious to see what the numbers are and what the response is. I know the the Arizona Bowl people here. You know they're not going to say it publicly, but they love Wyoming because there's a lot of fans down here that drink a lot of beer, and and the team is embracing the barstool sponsorship but obviously and they're not very happy with Boise State let's just say it that way uh, they were supposed to be in this game last year and they canceled at the last minute citing COVID-19 issues and that really threw the Arizona Bowl for a loop last year because obviously you know they thought they were going to have a great game and they had no game and that would have been Barstool's first college football broadcast and now this will be so uh, it'll be it'll be an adventure, Robert. It's been a fun season. Um, let's get together and recap it after this bowl game, and then maybe uh, get into Wyoming basketball, which is uh, a mess right now, and see what's going on there. Maybe Grand Mike will be back by the time I get home. Maybe so, but he was sorely missed. He's been sorely missed from day one since the the, the announcement, Ryan. But was even more evident last night in the conference opener against Fresno at Fresno State. That's uh, that was kind of painful to watch, but you know, got to keep playing him, and maybe you know, hopefully soon we're going to see him back. But yeah, looking forward to recap it. I hope you enjoy it. You enjoy some some of the the nightlife or just the life in Tucson, the nice weather, and and hopefully we've got a good game to watch tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks again, Robert. Thanks, Ryan.